This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning comic book store, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And listeners like you, head to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check us out at Patreon backslash TwoHeadedNerd. Yes? Oh, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? You jolly devil. Coming to you live from the Ziggurat at Omaha in caverns deep below the metro area, it is THN cover to cover for Saturday, March 19th, and my name is Matt Baum. That's right. That makes me the internet's Joe Patrick, and here's how it works. It's the only way you know, right? When I announce who I am first. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, if I don't, yeah, if you don't say your name first, then I don't know. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Every Saturday morning at 11 o'clock Central Time, Matt and I go live on our Facebook page and on Zoom to wrap about the week's new comics, nerd news, movies, TV, and of course, the question of the week live with our listeners. Hey, it's true. Check out my swanky new microphone, Look everybody. At this guy, huh? I got hey. one too. Look at us moving up in the yeah. world. You may notice new fidelity, even. We prof- we professes. Joe's right. This is a ding darn live show, and we need you to play along, ding darn it. So jump into our Zoom. You can find the link at the top of our live stream on the Faces Book, or you can join our Facebook chat and just type out your thoughts there. If you can't be here live, that's cool too. You can still play along. Leave us a message on the THN hotline 402-819-4894. You can find that phone number on our website and on our Facebook. Or send an MP3 to TwoEditNerd at gmails.com. But before we open these phone lines... It gets lines, less funny every time you do it. You know that, right? I'm just going to keep... I'm going to beat it. Okay. And Because it'll come back. There's like a Venn diagram. It's like funny, 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 not funny, really funny, you know? <laughs> That's not a Venn diagram. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> Before we open these phone lines, Joey and I need to argue about some of this week's nerd news. Nerd news. Uh, just a heads up before we get into it, we will be talking about this week's uh, nerdy TV and movies. Uh, we're going to probably be talking about Star Trek Discovery season finale uh, was this week. Uh, and boy, did it piss Ted Cruz off. Uh, Star Trek Picard <laughs> season two. The Batman uh, for people that are still coming to, coming into it. And you will definitely expect some spoilers for those. If there's anything else that happens to come up, we'll let you know. Uh, We also want to talk about the first teaser for Ms. Marvel. People are in their feelings about it. Oh, yeah. uh, With good reason. And we can discuss that. Sure. But let's get into the nerd news. First up, the Riddler writes the Riddler. Riddle me this, Matt, man. What happens when a Hollywood star writes a comic book? We get Jada Pinkett Smith's menace. Yes. (laughs) We can only hope this one turns out better, but this week DC announced that Paul Dano, who played the Riddler in director Matt Reeves' The Batman, will be writing a six-issue miniseries about his character's origin. Uh, Boy, I hope it's Black Label because it sure does look a lot like the S&M Riddler that we got. This is Black Label, yes. Okay, good. Uh, Build as something of an origin story for the movie version of the character, Riddler Year One explores the background of how accountant Edward Nashton, yeah, okay, definitely, uh, definitely the movie version, yes. went from, quote, a simple Gotham City nobody to becoming Batman's nemesis, setting them on a collision course in the blockbuster feature film, end quote. Matt, last time we read some comics written by Hollywood stars, we swore never again. Do you think Dano can change our minds? I do, and here's why. Because Paul Dano's not coming in to invent a brand new superhero that sort of looks like Paul Dano 
but has superpowers. <laughs> He's writing a character that he helped develop sure. with the director in the actual universe that the movie takes place in, which, you know, my feelings about how Black like, Label and where this stuff happens. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. If, if, all, they needs, need to say, all they need to tell me is that it's set in the movie verse. I yes. don't care if it's Black Label. I don't care if it's Vertigo. I don't care if it's uh, I do think DC. It I don't care if it's to DC, be. Zoom, or Inc. I don't give a crap. I do think it needs to be Black Label, though. Just well, I don't with the nature of the movie and how dark it was and okay, kind of adult, well, you know. sure, but I don't need that for my own personal, you know, whatever. No, no, like, no, no. I'm not saying that. They, they've they've told me that it's the movie Riddler. That's all right. I care about. But I think if you said it in that movie verse and you say it's a black label thing, okay, got it. It's in its own shunted little black label universe that takes place within the movie. Fine, I'm into it. Uh, the funny thing was DC came out and announced this. <laughs> And just kind of forgot to mention there's an artist drawing it. Steven Subic, I believe, or Subject, I'm not sure. He's European. He worked yeah. on Elric. Stevan is, is how I'm pronouncing that first name. Stevan, you're probably right. Yeah. He worked on some Tarzan stuff in Europe as well. He's amazing. His stuff looks incredible. But uh, several creators came out and pointed out they forgot to mention that there was an artist on this. It started with Mitch Gerards on Twitter. The first tweet after DC announced oh, it, he said, uh, Mitch, Mitch Garrett. Oh, Garrett. Sorry. First tweet. I assume somebody drew it too. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. Coley Hamner summed it up really well though. Or he came out and he said, look, this is awesome news, but maybe delete this and tweet it again with the artist's name attached too." because look, Paul Dano is not going to have any problems getting recognized or selling comics. No, but He's I a mean, famous okay. guy, but yeah. do this poor bastard artist a favor and mention him. <laughs> Come on. So I, I, I think that um, as far as the Twitter sphere goes, I kind of have, uh, I give DC some leeway, uh, uh, some, some leeway. Come on. It, because there's a character limit. And if they're trying to pimp up the, uh, the celebrity writer angle, then I get it. But the original but tweet was not 120 characters, Joe. It was shorter. They could have just said, and artist Stevan Subic or whatever. I mean, Come I on. haven't seen the tweet. I saw it on Facebook, and I don't know if they mentioned the artist or not. They did not um, there either. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a bad, it's bad. You, gotta, you guys got to mention the whole creative team. But I, I don't care about this, but I'm also not mad about it. Yeah, like, I don't know. I, I kind of feel the same where... I feel nothing about it. So it's yeah. a good thing we're talking about it for 10 minutes. Well, no, I mean, but the point being like when you do stuff like this in the, in like a movie universe that's set as a comic book, like, is that interesting? Will it be well-written? Probably, I guess I'll check it out. But yeah, I don't feel a lot for this the same way that I think we talked about last week where I'm like the penguins getting a spinoff show. And we were like, I mean, okay. You know, but, uh, <laughs> you know right. I guess uh, to me, I, that always feels different to me. Right. Where it's like, Oh, this is, this is a cinematic, even though it's on television, it is a cinematic continuation of the movie sure. starring the actor involving the uh, creator of the film. And blah. like that, that feels like a logical extension, maybe. Right. But when they say it's like, yeah, the story continues in the novel or in the comic, I'm like, no, no, it doesn't. Like, you can tell me that this is the origin of the Riddler as told by the man that played the Riddler. That's fine. But I don't really, like, treat it as, like, more of that sweet The Batman content I'm craving. Sure. Unless I'm seeing it on the screen, okay. you know? I will also say, though, I'm thankful they're doing it this way and not just suddenly transforming Edward Nigma into 
an S and M Q and one hundred percent. Yeah, you know, no, like, I don't need that. Do not take do not, do not take away my goofy bowler yeah. hat. Wear a uh, mask wearing Riddler. Do it's, not. This is the first time we've ever seen this, though, right? When actor from the, from a comic inspired movie went and wrote their own backstory. We've never seen that before, right? You know, I'd have to give that some thought. I'll I'll, I'll noodle that throughout the rest of the show, but I think it's definitely rare. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't remember when Colin Farrell wrote the Bullseye origin story? <laughs> I don't believe. Uh, like, I think he wanted to get as far away from that as possible. <laughs> yeah. Shockingly Irish. From Comically, the- I, you know what? I will say this. Bullseye is the only character that is comically Irish in one interpretation and surprisingly Irish in the other. Fair enough. I'll give you that. Let's move to the Star Wars desk. The headline is Darth Mauled Trouble on the Obi-Wan set. When news of the Star Wars Obi-Wan Disney Plus show first dropped, fans of Darth Maul celebrated because, hey, Maul killed Obi-Wan's master, Qui-Gon Jinn, right? So he's definitely going to show up in the show. All signs pointed to yes, and Maul actor Ray Park may have been prepping for the role. But when Hossein Amini, the initial writer, brought the first script to the Star Wars TV Jedi Council of Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni, after concerns came down from Lucasfilm, the two shot down the idea of Maul coming to kill a young Luke for fear the story would be too close to the lone wolf and cub theme of The Mandalorian. A new writer was brought on, Joby Harold and Maul. Uh, Joby Harold is a new writer, sorry. And Maul was dropped for the Inquisitors, the big bads from the Star Wars Rebels cartoon, and you guessed it, Darth Vader. Joe? Are the Star Wars creators playing it a little too safe here? Would you have liked to see Spider-Leg Maul come crawling out of something? <laughs> well, I mean, it's weird. Um, uh, I remember hearing that like Darth Maul was coming back, but I re- also remember people saying he was killed again in Clone Wars. Like he died to- or in Rebels. Like he like when he came back with Spider-Legs, Obi-Wan killed him. And so I guess, I mean, that again, doesn't yeah. mean anything. Right. Nobody seems but, to stay dead in Star Wars anymore. So, <laughs> um, and so I, like, I, I was not like dying to see Darth Maul. It would have been cool, but um, I don't know. I, I, I think there's something to be said for the idea that like they are doing the, you know, the lone, uh, the solitary protector of the chosen one or whatever in the Mandalorian that like, and that, that is pretty close. If we're having Darth Maul coming after Luke and Obi-Wan is there to protect him. Like I it's suppose. very similar, but at the same time, it's like Obi-Wan definitely knows that Luke is one of the children of Padme, you know, and is definitely, well, Obi-Wan knows. Yeah. Yeah. is definitely going to go at some point has to go. I and mean, we see in the trailer, he's like looking at little Luke who is, I don't know, pretending yeah. to, drive a pod racer or some dumb crap yeah he's it's wizard he's very (laughs) (laughs) he's training himself how to shoot womp rats you know i I guess i don't know it just seems to me like you heard my complaints about the mandalorian where it it felt like they got worried so we got grogu and and luke and and all that back and now there's another shake up here and like well bring in darth vader uh, the book of boba fett yeah sorry everybody like darth vader bring in darth vader you know of course darth vader was going to be involved yeah I, i assume so, like, I don't think it was a matter of them, like, replacing Maul. Like, Darth Maul is also recognizable. So it's not really a matter of, like, replacing one uh, villain with somebody more recognizable. Everybody loves Darth Maul. Right. The Hollywood um, Reporter surmises that they didn't want to use Darth Maul because of negative feelings towards the movie Solo and how it didn't make enough money. And we're just done with that. That's dumb. So. Yeah. I, 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 that kind of speculation is goofy to me. Like, 
our friend Dave, uh, Dave DeMarco, occasional guest host, likes to tell a story about the failure of John Carter, the movie John Carter, um, which should have been called either Warlord of Mars or John Carter of Mars or whatever. Right. But because the studio's previous movie, which was an animated feature called Mars Needs Moms, yeah. <laughs> failed so terribly at the box office that studio executives were like, no mention of Mars. Right. Mars is the problem. See, they should have renamed like, it Martian MILFs and that film would have done yeah, a lot Martian, better. Martian MILFs, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or uh, MILF Planet, that would have been fun yeah, as well. Sure. Martian MILFs though has a ring to it. Um, but like, yeah, it's like this this backwards uh, this backwards studio mentality that's like, well, it's got to be right. Mars. Mars has to be the... Uh, Darth Maul is not the problem, guys. You know, and on. that's the thing I don't understand. Like the Inquisitors are cool. Yeah, um, they look really neat. Why can't Darth Maul be there too? Uh, if Why not? You know, he's neat. And maybe uh, yeah, he's I don't not know. a like, Sith. I, like maybe he's mad because they kind of hung him out to dry. Thought he was dead, you know. And now they're using these other guys, and he's like, "No, yeah, I'm I, still I, around." I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, like it would have been cool, but I'm also like fine with just with Darth Vader. Like I don't know. I, I sometimes too many villains is a bad thing. So if we've sure. got Darth Vader, we've got Inquisitors, and we've got Darth Maul, then it's like okay, yeah. all right. You know, it's like take a le- like take a lesson from. A superhero movie, right? We don't need eighteen different bad guys. Sure. We just need sure, and maybe a good story. Maybe that's what it comes yeah. down to. We want to focus on this. These are the cool guys. Yeah, I mean, and I try like Favreau and Filoni. Like, if they're like, this isn't working, and we want to make changes, I'm fine. And it's not like this happened just now. It's just coming out now. Sure, um, something similar also probably happened with the book of Boba Fett, which is why we got the weirdness there too. So perhaps, perhaps. Um, so yeah, no, I trust those guys know what they're doing. Um, I see you've got a note here that says some sources said Park was on set. At some point, but I actually saw a contrary report where yep. somebody working for Lucasfilm was like, no, Ray Park. We like it never got to the par- point where Ray Park was going. To That's you. why I finished that by saying that seems to be in doubt now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I'm just saying like, yeah, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be fine. I think it's going to be. I, I understand the kind of the gun shy, you know, the sure. the the knee jerk reaction when you hear something like sudden changes to the star Wars project because we've been through that. (laughs) I also have this, like, I think Darth Maul is the most, is the coolest, most underused bad guy in the star Wars universe. And I don't get it. I don't get it. It's like, he's so awesome. (laughs) It's the super, it's the superhero movie problem. It's like, you've introduced such a great villain. You've hired like, okay, I get Ray Park as a bad example of this, but like you got Willem Dafoe, to play the green goblin and right. he friggin' chews up the scenery left and right. You got Alfred Merlina as Doc Ock. And what do you do at the end of each of their movies? You kill them. Right. What do you do? You'd kill Jack Nicholson's Joker. Why just leave it. Like it, that's why it was such a great breath of fresh air when uh, Heath Ledger's Joker survived. Sure. Sure. Even though we all knew Heath Ledger had was already passed away, but like the idea that's like, Nope, the Joker's still out well, there. Heath Ledger lives in our hearts forever. So there you go. Yeah. But it's like, you don't have to like, don't kill him. It's fine if you don't bring him back, but don't close that door. Well, they did bring him back. He showed up in rebels and then he showed up. Yes. In Solo because and now, they probably you know. were like, Oh, it was dumb of us to cut him in yeah. half and throw him down a shaft. Yeah. No, I mean, look, yeah, I, I just, I worry a little bit. I want it to be good. We'll see what happens. I just hope they're not playing it too safe. And we were like, okay, we're just going to go with stuff that people like. We're just going with stuff that people, people like Darth Maul, you guys, come on, (laughs) you know, it's true. 
Finally, irredeemable and incorruptible get a Netflix mashup. And we would swear this has been in production for 20 years news. Sean Jay-Z Carter, James Lasseter, and James Samuel will produce an adaptation of Mark Wade and Peter Krause's Irredeemable and the follow-up Incorruptible, combining the two comics into one feature. Now, before you come at us, we know that these books have not been out for 20 years, so don't worry about it. Yeah. Samuel directed the critically acclaimed Netflix Western, The Harder They Fall. Oof, I've been meaning to watch that. It's fantastic. And is working with Kemp Powers, the Oscar-nominated writer of One Night in Miami, and co-writer and co-director of Disney Pixar's Soul. Holy crap. Powers is also co-directing Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, parts one and part two. Hey-o. So, like, this is loaded with really cool people. <laughs> it is. Created by Wade and Krause, the two stories were a deconstruction and repositioning of Superman and Lex Luthor, essentially, and the rest of the Justice League, for that matter. The Superman homage, the Plutonian, was the world's greatest hero until he cracked under the pressure. And now his nemesis, Max Damage, might be the only one who can stop him. Matt. We loved these comics, but are you excited to see them smashed together into one Netflix movie? I mean, I think so. Right? Is it a movie or is it a series? It's a movie. It's a Netflix Oh, I thought it was a series. Okay. It's a Netflix movie they're doing. They're sort of crushing the stories together, which I don't have a huge problem with. If, if you're just going to do a movie, then maybe you kind of have to do it that way because we're, we could either get the story that they're doing Irredeemable summed up into two hours or two plus hours, whatever, or... The story of incorruptible. Yeah, movie. I right. wouldn't want to see, you know, like we're going to try and do everything. So, right. Maybe they need to rework it. Smash it in here. Um, your artists of incorruptible Horatio Dominguez. Oh, yes. Mauricio Takara and Damien Kuchera. Oh, Marcio Takara. Yeah. Uh, gosh, that would, have been, that would have been early work for for Takara. Yeah. So there's a few of them. They were they were kind of all over it. There was yeah. some film. Who was the third one? I'm sorry. Damien Kuchero. Oh, yeah. OK. I also like him. Very too. talented. So yeah. like. I would also guess, and maybe I'm making a racial assumption here, but going with an all-black producer, you know, cast like this that just made an all-black Western, they're going to flip some racial roles here as well. And the Plutonian maybe. is going to be fine. black, right? Which, I have no problem with that. In fact, I think... Counterpoint, maybe, don't make a, maybe they don't want to make an evil Superman movie and then have him be black. Well, but if you've also got an evil Lex Luthor who becomes good, then it's just balanced out. It's the same maybe. story. They're just both black. I mean, maybe, yeah. I just... Yeah. I have, yeah, I don't have a problem with that at all. In fact, I think that is more well, no, clever... No, I don't have a problem with it. I'm just, you know, spitballing. Right. I think that's more clever than DC doing a black Superman that's also Clark Kent. Which, you want to do a black Superman story, fine. Are you talking about the Michael B. Jordan? Yeah. He's, he's not Clark Kent. Oh, I thought he is Clark Kent. No, he's the, he's the Earth 2, the, the new 52 Earth 2 version, like Val Zod or something is his name, or Val something, the not pre- Val Zod. Oh, not the president uh, one that Garth... Not president Superman, okay. yeah, and not, he's not Clark Kent. No, he's a different... Oh, okay. Yeah. Look, I don't have a problem with it. People are going to scream and yell. You know they are. Mark Wade will not. <laughs> well, I don't know that they... Uh, See, here's the funny thing is that I'm not sure if anyone would care. I think comics, uh, there will be comics gators out there yeah. that, that will, that will yeah. s- scream and cry. But the general public is not going to be like, wait a minute. This guy was Superman. He's black. Like, I don't think we're going to get that from no. anybody, but the most fringe no, comic lunatics. This is a cult book. We loved it. We love both these books. They're amazing. Mark Wade wrote them. Yeah. And just like we said, 
It's what if Superman went evil and Lex Luthor had to stop him, basically. And it's uh, so good. So, so good. for just a little bit more background, the comics ran from 2009 to 2012, and they were big hits for Boom Studios, which was uh, still trying to find its footing as an indie publisher at the time. Uh, Irredeemable ran for 37 issues, sold more than 1.5 million copies during its run. Incorruptible lasted 30 and sold more than a million uh, that is according to figures provided by Boom. Um, I'm going to agree with Ethan Harrison in the chat. Irredeemable was way better than Incorruptible. Incorruptible was good. No, I agree. But Irredeemable uh, but I think, was definitely I, better. But I like the idea of them, t- uh, like they are basically different sides of the same story. Yes. And uh, the I, if they're going to make a movie, I definitely agree with the decision to combine yeah. the two into a, a new narrative that features both parts. Right. This is one of those rare cases where I don't mind that we're going to rework it a bit and make it work better or make it a little more cohesive for one movie, as opposed to what we got from Jupiter circle, which was just like, we just changed a bunch of stuff to change it. What do you think of that? Like, mm, right. No. <laughs> uh, I don't want to spoil the ending of irredeemable. Do for not. Anybody that don't hasn't. you dare. I'm not, but like, I can't imagine that they go in that direction. <laughs> I mean, who knows? I, I think it would be super uh, gutsy, and that's the kind of thing that would I mean, really get people it's, talking. So it's so it's so meta, though. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I don't have any problem at all with this news. In fact, I am very excited about it. I loved those books, and um, Mark Wade. It, like, this is good for Mark Wade. Totally, it's good for Boom. I am all aboard. Uh, Peter Krause, by the way, super talented yes, artist that we really don't him. see much from anymore, right? No, nothing that's jumping out at me lately. I don't remember the last time I saw his name. I mean, I'm sure he's working and doing something, but good for you, man. Payday. Cha-ching. Yeah. You know, good on yep. all these guys. That's, that's always great news, especially when it's like Boom Studios or Image, because these guys own it. So they're getting paid. Right. I love Marvel movies. And sure. I will. I do still, despite everything, get excited about the prospect of new DC movies. Sure. But we don't get enough great comic book adaptations of our great movie adaptations of indie comics. Yeah. And I'm not just talking superhero stuff. You know, I, I'd love to see adaptations of all kinds of indie comics. Yeah. And, um, I think this is really good news too, because Netflix, it seemed like they could have easily just slammed the the brakes on all their superhero stuff after they paid, you know, Miller, the amount of money that he did and the show didn't do very well. And super criminals also didn't do very well. So wait, did that come out? Yeah. It's the animated one. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't even know that came out. It's not oh, very good. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> it's not uh, very good. I, I think uh, we're done with this discussion, but speaking of things that didn't, uh, speaking of things that came out to zero fanfare, the DMZ show came out. Oh, it did? All four episodes. It's only four episodes and all four of them are currently on HBO Max to I, zero fanfare. I had no idea. Nope. Wow. So if you've seen DMZ, we want to talk to you about okay. it. No spoilers, please. <laughs> well, before we do that, let's hit him with the question of the week and then we'll roll right into this. All right. This week's question was submitted by us and it's kind of the flip side of uh, Frank's question from last week. What's your favorite character that was integrated into a comic book universe from a different storytelling medium? So we're talking TVs, movies, novels, video games, etc. Sure. So they came from there and got integrated into comics. Now, we are talking about characters that live alongside your old favorites, right. not just ones that have comic book adaptations. I get, Ethan, that you're excited about the My Little Pony Friendship is Magic comic, but that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about 
Spider-Man meeting the Transformers or whatever. The G.I. Joe go or Punisher going to Nam, you know? Yeah. Not, that's totally wrong. Sure. Sorry. Forget I said anything yeah. about that. That's wow. a totally different that's, thing. Uh, Frank, can you rescue us here, please? Yeah. Hey, guys. <laughs> Good morning. Hi, Frank, What's going let's, on? Talk about, let's talk about Star Trek, please. <laughs> let's talk about Star Trek. Um, while, I, while I get prepared, I do want to answer the question of the week. Let's I do did it. have my favorite, let's see, my favorite character that jumped from from a Saturday morning cartoon to a comic book was probably uh, Firestar. Okay. You know, I was like, I, For I, sure. I mean, I, I, had, I was a little kid. I had a huge crush on fiery redhead. Never cared about Firestar. Still, still do. Well, you know, uh, still do. My wife is a fiery redhead. So fair, enough. fair enough. Anyway. Uh, so, okay. Let's, I'm going to start with, I'm going to start with discovery because there's a lot to unpack with Picard and because discovery wrapped up this week, these last two episodes, I, I mentioned it last time that that whole sequence where they're figuring out the language was brilliant. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was yeah. so Star Trek. I, I, I thought that this is like, this is what Star Trek is always is. Totally. And if you're bored with yeah. this, then you're watching the wrong show. Right. Um, this is right out of like going back in time to talk to the whales, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> it's right it. there. Um, they even and, mentioned and they, that like Kirk's enterprise went back in time. <laughs> that was, well, that, you know, listen, that was, well, that was uh, on Picard. You're right. Yeah. Sorry. Um, they had, they, they went from kind of a, kind of a very, you know, cerebral episode to a very action packed episode. Mm-hmm. And it, it was really, and I was, I, I was honestly worried that we were going to lose characters. You know, I thought Jet Reno was going to die. Um, I was certain Book was dead. I thought Book was dead. And, and I, I was too. like, now I want to say something. I, at first I said, I forbid oh, it. I, 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 I hope, I hope they don't bring him back. It's not that. like Casey like, forbid it. She was like, he's too good looking to die. They better not kill him. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's also, he's a great character. I love the he character. Great. He's fantastic. But when they brought him back, if they, now that speech he gives is if they didn't bring him back or if they brought him back and he didn't give that speech, I think that would have been a complete waste of that moment. Yeah. Um, and the fact that they brought him back to say this because he, his drive all along was to stop this and he did. Yeah. And that's what happened at the end. And I was like, wow, that was, that was great. I love how they brought that story back around full circle. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I real, you know, I'm sorry, Frank, but like, go ahead, go ahead. I just want to add, like, I thought the whole thing where it's like they're communicating with molecules and we figured out which molecules mean which emotions. Right. And with that, we can use that to determine a math equation. And that's how we talk. Like that whole thing. I was like, that's so great. It's, it's so Star Trek great. And ever, it's so right? Star Trek. And you know what? As much as I wanted it to be like a big reveal, like the, the species 10C is actually the blank. Right. I, it was so, it was, it was actually really cool that they're just like, nope, they are this huge, unknowable, yeah. like I, unfathomable. I love how alien yeah. they were. Like a, just, like a, it's like a, we are plankton and they are whales. Right. And they're right. like, oh shit, we didn't even know. I got right. super we, worried we, we the episode before where they were jumping from what looked like blood vessel to blood vessels. Like, oh shit, they're inside some kind of giant alien and this is going to oh, be like, yeah. oh, okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, don't yeah, do yeah. that. I don't want to like <laughs> blop out of something and the <laughs> alien goes, what was that? And waves his butt in the Enterprise. <laughs> like, oh. <gasps> Oh my God! It's a giant oh, space god. There's, there's <laughs> in there. Uh, yeah, I, I, I loved, love it. I loved how alien they were. I love how just how 
like completely unrelatably alien they were. Yeah. Yes. And, but the fact that they were they they brought the story around and made like, OK, here's a relatable thing. And, you know, this is it does what Star Trek always does. It's like, let's take what we have in common and find common ground yes. with that. Yes. And I loved it. I loved it. Well, now, that, and that's well, diplomacy. I, you know, that's what Star one, Trek does. One, diplomacy, right? Yes. 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 And one last one last little note about the 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 depiction of the alien. Uh like they resisted the urge to like, oh, the alien has figured us out and they sent like a homunculus or whatever that speaks to us in English. Yeah. Yeah. No, right. Like right. straight out of Vita. Like, no, they, they, we don't, we like, Kirk we don't unit. need like, oh yeah. Or like they took, over, they took over Captain uh, Kadama. That's not his name. The guy that was translating. Who's the sexy bald girl they took over in the mini skirt. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not, yeah. Not Ilya. Savic, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I know what you mean. Oh, she was like, so like, hot. I, it drove me nuts. <laughs> but like, uh, we don't, we don't treat us like idiots. We're smart. And, and like and it ratchets up the tension when they're like yeah. scrambling to translate like yeah. i don't need them yes. to like suddenly be able to communicate normally that's dumb now do you do you think it matters this is a question do you think it matters that we do not find out what happened to tarka not that yet for all intents and purposes no i thought no. wait did he not die we don't know what happened. He started know. up his transporter. We don't know. And he said, well, maybe there's enough energy if i hit the yeah. hit the hit the wall. Oh, i think i may maybe and i think that, that character is too cool. To just I think kill so him that too. way too. Like he's gonna be around. He's gonna do something. I, yeah, I'm, that I'm, character I'm was really nuanced and really okay. It, it's it's sort of like was he? We were the whole time. We're like, is this guy good or bad? I can't yeah. decide. And it's I like, mean, I, yeah, like I so, totally agree with him. I but mean, he's misguided. Time, yeah. yeah, like he it's yeah. it's like he thought he definitely thought he was right. Like he's kind of like a Magneto, right? Sure. Like, uh, sure. He's yeah. not a. Yeah. I mean, it's not a racial thing, but it, like he's kind of like. And he like straight up fell in love with his buddy in prison. It was that was oh, yeah. adorable. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> that, was great. that was great. I love. I love. They. I, I really. They. Should, they. The one thing I. I really wish they did was they should have like kind of peppered that out throughout the last yeah. maybe seven or eight episodes just so you can yeah kind of a little bit more of a backstory. More. I, I disagree. Think, yeah. I disagree because yes. I think it, it it became very effective because they were like okay he's bad he's bad he's up to something we can't trust yeah. him book can't trust right. him and then it turns out no. He's traumatized. He's, he's in a relationship and it's right. complicated. He's hardcore right. traumatized by like <laughs> what he went through while in prison, more or less. And he does yeah. not want to talk about it or deal with yeah. it. But now he has to. Yeah. Yeah, to uh, let okay. you know I'm so, not a bad guy. I mean, uh, I, I would not be sad if Tarka was dead because as much as I enjoyed the episode, everybody lives. Which yeah. like it's like okay, well, like we were literally on the brink of extinction, and like everybody made it. That's oh. kind of. That's also very uh, Star Trek, though. Yeah. No, I oh, mean, yeah. Like I, 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 like I thought, I thought for certain that book was dead. I did too. I, I really and, did. And I, and I was like, I was, I was sad, but I was like, but that's what makes it good, right? Like it's, it's, like that's a huge dramatic punch. And I was like, okay, yeah, that. I mean, something had like that had to happen. Sure. Um, but. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's also a sign. It's also like a nice indicator. Where it's like, look, diplomacy is what makes us like finding a way to peacefully coexist with people right. that are so completely different. Right. 
yeah. uh, with yeah. races oh, that yeah. are so completely different is what makes the Federation what it yeah. is. And that's right. like how and Ted Cruz our, can't wrap his head around. our way makes everything better. Right. Now, and how Ted now Cruz can't like wrap his head around that. I was going to say, <laughs> like, let's, let's bring this around. To you Stacey would be on the bad up. side, dude. We can't when, bring when you on here. <laughs> now, I did not recognize her at first. I, I, I looked at her. I said, I know who this woman is. Why do I know who she is? I could not recognize her. Mm-hmm. And then when I realized who it was, I was like, that's fantastic cast. I only knew yes. who it was because of the spoiler that some it should have like, been. You know what? It, like, the only way Trek. it could have the only way it could have been a bigger middle finger is if it had been <laughs> Obama. Yeah, I said that to my wife this morning. I said the exact same thing. I said it would have been. I said or, 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 Michelle Obama. Yeah, or Michelle Obama. Obama. Yeah. Yes. That would have been fantastic. All right, let's I, talk I, Picard real quick, Frank, because we've got yeah, a bunch go of people Picard. in line, now, so we got to keep um, moving. I got I got a couple things to say about Picard. Do you think Q is only appearing to Picard? Yes. Yes, me too. I yes. think so too. No, yeah, I think it was very clear that nobody else could see Q. Yeah. yeah. Nope. nope. I think there's also and a chance um, that maybe Q is not unwell, but dead. Uh-huh. I think so. Like I think maybe. Q what is that? What do you mean? Yeah. Like, like some what? kind of ghost Q thing or something? I don't know. I, I what would that add to the? What would that add to? I don't know. It, but though? something's going on there, big time, and only Picard I, is seeing him for certain. I, I mean, Q is definitely there. But only yeah, Picard I mean, but the idea, like Q, Q does, like the idea of Q only appearing to Picard is not new. Like no. that's, he did that in Next Generation. I disagree, but he also showed up in front of everybody all the time. But he also, too. when he, he did only both. appeared yeah. to Picard, he only showed up on a on a blank slate. Yeah, you know that that's like one of the yes. times where it was just only him. But I think that he's only appearing to Picard. Um, I don't know why yet. Now, the the way Gerardi interfacing with the Borg, yeah, I, gives credence to this rumor that she is the Borg queen at, in the beginning of the series. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. The, yeah. the fact that the Borg queen looked at her, because you've done something that is so, so dangerous. And so I, what was, I can't remember the line. It's like, it's, it's so. In, oh, you've impressed me. Yeah. Yeah. In, yeah you've been so dangerous. Me. You impressed me. Yeah. I was like, she's, I think she's going to be the Borg queen. And I think that's what happens. Um, so I definitely feel like, cause, and, and you, cause you can see Gerardi is sort of like, She's she's like wait I know it's there I can I can feel it right that you would know? also that would also explain the connection to Picard where she gives Picard the the verbal cue you know yeah where she tells him to look up yeah right right exactly so I'm I'm looking at that and I'm thinking that that's you I know, love that's it. probably where this I, is going I love it I thought that that was I thought that whole scene was so great especially where <laughs> where she Allison Pills yeah where she uh outwits the Borg Queen yeah where she fantastic. where she's like great. Where, where she's like, I got in my folder filed shit I stole from the Borg Queen. Shit I stole from the Borg Queen. That was great. What, what a great scene. Yeah. Um, I, I was not, I was, I was really, when they killed Elnor, I was, whoa, that's, that's, yeah, man. I don't think he's staying dead. No, I don't think so. Well, no way. That was pretty. Ninja yeah, Romulan no. kid better right, not be right. dead. Yeah, no, I'm I'm cool. <laughs> not, no. um, I mean, if they're going to, if they, if they're going to reset the timeline, I'm pretty sure they'll bring him yeah. back. Frank, we got to keep uh, yeah, moving, man. It's great. We got to okay, talk right. to a bunch I'll of the people. I'll see you guys next week, man. Good to talk Bye, to Frank. you, brother. Uh, I, I also, I really did like right before they jump back in time. They're like, don't draw attention to yourselves. Yeah. Don't get arrested. Yeah. No hospitals. Don't go to the hospital. Yeah, no hospital. first don't thing get Rio does is <laughs> like, draw attention to himself and go to the hospital yeah. and get arrested. <laughs> it was great. JD got a catch. How are you, brother? I'm good. I'm good. What are we rapping about today? Talk to uh, we'll shift back over to the Star Wars news. Just uh, I think Kenobi looks great. Matt, I know you're allergic to 
anything animated Star Wars. Ag- not allergic, <laughs> agnostic, agnostic. Whereas like, I, I get that some of it's good. I just can't fight through all the stuff of it that I don't like to see the good stuff. And mm-hmm. what bothers me about shows like Rebels and the other one is like, oh, yeah, well, once you get through season three, that's when it really hits the ground. Right. I'm like, so I got to watch two seasons. I like, don't know. I, I didn't funny droid jokes and shit. You know, <laughs> like, uh, I didn't feel that way about Rebels. Okay. I thought Rebels was good from jump. Maybe it's Clone Wars is the one I'm the, Clone I'm Wars. Talking. I agree. No. Clone Wars. I literally just bounced around and yeah. Just, why once i found the the the, the playlist for Ahsoka Tano, i was like oh well that's what yeah, i, I just get to watch the I, shit I, I care about that's what i, I tried I, like i i have a hard time with the idea of getting into a show and then not actually watching the whole thing right and so <laughs> like the whole the whole playlist idea like it appeals to me in like the cons- conservation of time and 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 mental bandwidth yeah. sense, but also I feel like I don't know I'd be able, I don't think I'd be able to do it. I just personally don't know if I'd be able to do it, and so yeah. I just stop. I just I've not done it. I did yeah. it, and I've tried it does to watch feel Clone weird. Wars. Yeah, it feels weird because like you're so used to like well no we binge this right we sit down and you start yeah. season one yeah. and, and it's just it, it's it and I know that they're you know they're half hour cartoons mm-hmm. but there's a lot of them. Well, I and, only bring it up. I only bring it up because uh, Darth Maul had a very complete and pretty epic arc in yeah. Rebels. Okay, this is what I wanted to ask you. Would it be yeah. a stretch at this point if they brought Darth Maul onto the Obi-Wan show? Would it be like, well, no, that yes, dude's definitely because, dead. Okay, yes, because... Because they cut him in half lengthwise instead of... Oh, well, that's different. Yeah, you don't well, come no, back I mean, from that. I, I, yeah. I'm going to get... I, I'm going to get like continuity wonky on you a bit, <laughs> bit here, but uh, so, uh, and he just like so, peels apart. <laughs> and I don't, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that Obi Wan kills Maul, right? In his no. interaction with him in Rebels, uh, but he's already gray and beard. You know, he's already like Sir Arthur Guinness. Oh yeah, because uh, he's right. Old, right. Uh, Obi Wan. By the time that he meets uh, Maul in the desert in that in the cartoon, the cartoon takes place five years before A New Hope. Okay. The show I think is taking place right after Revenge of the Sith because it's obviously a young. Well, um, Luke is like looks like he's five or six years right. old. Right. Um, yeah, but in the if trailer, it's five so. years before A New Hope when he was. 18 17 18 yeah. so he'd be I thought he was yeah. 12 in a new home <laughs> did, did you <laughs> So I'm I'm going to say I'm going to say it's at least a, a, a 10 or 12 years prior to the events yeah. of yeah, Star Wars so, by so return of the Jedi the timing, he was 15 I, I just don't right? think the timing <laughs> lines up and I think the way that they had that interaction was great because I mean for them to put him in that show they'd have to completely rewrite it cuz it's literally the first time Obi-Wan sees Maul after he took out Qui-Gon. Okay, well, that's super fair then. I mean, and, then and then the interaction is literally one fight around a campfire, and he literally, like, one-hits him. <laughs> that's very cool. Yeah. yeah. If, okay, if there was a big payoff like that, and we are now taking things from these cartoons and making them canon in movies and TV yeah. shows, then I'm fine with that. That makes yeah. sense. Well, I mean, also and Dave Filoni is the guy. So if he wants right. to, if right. he's, if he's like, I'm going to make a tweak to this story. Well, then that's his prerogative. Too. Yeah. Yeah. They could always but, just like show Darth Maul in the back to tank after the fight. Like, oh, no, look, he's all right. Right. You know, yeah. he's laying it's right like, next to Timothy Olyphant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, it's, and so the Obi-Wan thing where it's like when he shows up in rebels, which is five years 
prior to Star and, Wars, oh, yeah. um, episode four. Then and and Kenobi takes place, let's say, five years after Revenge of the Sith. Sure. So we're about uh, seven or eight years between Obi-Wan and Star Wars A New Hope, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, which makes his aging from uh, a slightly graying Ewan McGregor to a wretchedly old Alec Guinness, uh, the Magneto. Okay. It's the yeah. Magneto problem. Time out. Yeah. He wasn't yeah, wretchedly he old. Yeah, no, he was wretchedly he's old. He's noticeably older. I will say right, right. that. <laughs> it's, I mean, look, life in the desert is hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe something you know, so traumatic happens sand, in this. Sand gets in everywhere. Sand gets in everywhere. Although apparently just like sand on Tatooine means that if you die, you come back. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. True. But, like, but remember yeah, it's Barack like, Obama? It's the, it's the when, Michael Fassbender to Ian McKellen. Yeah, when problem. Barack Obama like, won the presidency, he was fresh-faced guy, and then four years yeah. in, all of a sudden, he's got some gray hair, he's smoking yeah. cigarettes and shit. Like, there's, <laughs> there's some <laughs> pressure there, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. I get it. Uh, Maybe Obi-Wan doesn't age real gracefully after no, this. No, I mean, I'm saying, like, that uh, that part of it where it's like, no, it's a different actor. Like, I, I, right. I'm totally fine with, like, making that logical leap. It's like, sure. I don't care. Sure. So, but, uh, uh, yeah. I want to switch over to the answer of the week real quick. Yes. Uh, so, my answer of the week is X-23. That's a good one. But yep. where would X-23 have come from? Wolverine and the X-Men. No, we were... Oh, I thought it was X Men Evolution. Oh yeah, X Men Evolution. X Men Evolution. Yeah. I You're right. X Men Evolution. One, but I knew she yes. came from one of those two. That's first. right. I totally forgot and about that. And then they did NYX. Yes. And then, then she was in continuity. I don't know if the NYX stuff maintains continuity anymore, though, because like it was at the time, it was it was it wasn't Marvel Knights. I can't remember what the imprint was. But it was like supposed to be this very. It wasn't Marvel Knights. NYX was just a Marvel. Okay. It wasn't. Yeah. It was, but know. it was supposed to be like this I very realistic. Was, I thought thing. it was in the same like. I thought it was like one of the last of like the, almost like the New Mutants graphic novel. I thought it was the standalone. Yeah, I'm not thing. sure. I'll have to look into it that. It was in te- te- technically in continuity, but a standalone prestige story. Okay. There is another. NY, like NYX was just a regular old floppy Marvel comic. Right. It, okay. It, it, I don't, it wasn't part of an imprint. It was just, mm, okay. It was, yeah. It was just a regular Marvel comic. There's another um, NYX being published by dynamite right now. That's just called Nix. And I was saw it. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and of course she wears like a string bikini and she's right. evil and bad. And I'm like, okay. So I also <laughs> want to talk about the Ms. Marvel trailer. Yes, uh, I oh, thought it uh, Nick's, Nick's is also the name of the villain from uh, Avengers. Ain't no way home no more. That's true. Yeah. Nick's so, is also uh, like, I'm Nick's very is confused. also a uh, Greek a Greek demigod. Too. Yes, talk to us yes, about Miss that, Marvel. Let, let's yeah. talk about Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel trailer. Um, I think it looks great. Everyone says she looks like uh, her powers look like uh, Green Lantern. I think she looks like uh, Armor from the X Men. Kind of, but it, it yeah, doesn't seem of. like she's summoning. Something, you know, like make it, no, like I it, think, I, I think it's very Green Lantern what, to me. I, I, I agree. I think what they're doing is they're melding the idea of force fields and shape-shifting. Maybe. So she's yep. not physically shape-shifting her body, Mr. Fantastic style, but she's shape-shifting the form around her body. Right. So it's kind of right. like construct. So they're not entirely wrong with the Green Lantern comparison, but I think that's okay because I think, to be perfectly honest, outside of the purely shape-shifting ability that she's only shown a couple times where she could like literally mystique right her her form right at the beginning i think yeah i think she i only remember her doing that in the first issue where she was where she pretended to be carol yeah yeah um i think i think ms marvel's powers are like the only interesting thing about her powers is that her powers aren't pretty 
Sure, I'll give you that. And I think they do not want to even touch the inhuman side of stuff. Yeah, so I agree with that too. And quite I, honestly, she's not going to have an, a Terrigen Mist no, origin. Nothing like that. And quite honestly, yeah. I think it makes more sense if you were trying to reach out to the broader viewership. You have a character named Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel looks mm-hmm. up to Captain Marvel. Captain exactly. Marvel is a cosmic character with cosmic yep. powers yeah. and whatnot. Now, and it's like now, to be like, like, well, she's an inhuman. It, it, it's you like, remember you know, and the comics, the comics are great and wonderful. Right. And you know, she had to get her powers from somewhere, but it's like, yeah, yeah we're making a mass media in a- adaptation of a very popular character that we're going, that we are certain is going to be a huge hit with right. all ages. Um, her name now, is Ms. Marvel. She's obsessed with Carol Danvers. She loves yeah. Captain Marvel. Yeah. Her, Origin has nothing to do with Captain. Now, but there Which was is, something I don't that think I saw. Gonna do. Yeah, I saw something in a trailer breakdown, and that I thought was interesting was that there's one point where they show her putting on that gold cuff that she always wears. It's just the, yeah, that in comics, the it's just the family origin. Is it the Nega bands? But now they're saying that it's the either the quantum bands or the Nega bands. Yeah, I think it's the Nega bands. This is why I don't think it's the Nega bands. Oh, shut up, Joe. <laughs> I get it. Like you want everything to be something, but I don't know if everything is something. I just in this want case this to be because something because maybe we'll get Genus Marvel out of it. Maybe we're gonna look at him or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. Uh, so, um, I, I think you're right. I, I think that her powers. I think that her powers are are going to be uh, uh, an approximation of shape changing. Yes. Um, where where the energy yeah. is an extension of her body, very yeah. similar to armor, as JD said. Yeah. Um, where she's not, you know, she's not like making jet planes or box or, or um, you know, gorillas out of energy. But those like Green Lantern. But those but bands she might came make from space, space, right? They're to space. Or she weapon. might make platforms that she can walk on right. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the bands, I, you only see her putting on one, and Ms. Marvel only wears one uh, because it's a cultural thing. It's a family, right, right. Uh, it's a family artifact. And I think, and we see her getting it out of, uh, now this could be editing. She could be like getting shit out of the, out of the, sure. um, out of the chest to like make her costume. Or but it the just way could that, be a family thing that's like, it, 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 just like yeah. the 10 rings were a family the thing. The way it right, happens right. to be like, alien In fact, technology. my first thought, my first thought would, was that it was much more like the Ten Rings than any than uh, you know, like the Ten Rings compressed into one piece of jewelry. Sure, um, something along those lines. And but the way the trailer is edited is that they want us to think that that's a thing she finds. Yes, in her attic. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, which uh, strikes me as odd that it would be anything related to the Cree. Why? And Why not? Why not? Because that's just such a huge coincidence. Well, I mean, hey, man. All right. This is Marvel really, Universe. This stuff really, happens all the time. We're, we're going coincidences at this point in, 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 in superhero comics. Right. I mean, come on, Joe. <laughs> she idolizes Captain Marvel, who happened to train with the Kree. Come on. How far is this Yes, reach? I know. But then why would her family have an... Because it, it we also know there's or, been Kree on Earth. Also, we know they interacted with people. We know it also, one of it them also maybe looks, left a weapon. It also looks very ornate. Which makes me think it might be like a cultural thing. 
Right. And like, I, so they're I not going to give her I, Muslim magic. They're not going to do that. I didn't say no, Muslim I, magic. I, well, regardless, regardless of the origin of the band, whether it's the Quanta band or Negavans or whatever, I do believe that her powers are going to be related to Ms. Marvel. Or, I think so or too. To Captain to Marvel. Carol, yeah. Something alien. Of the, and also because I think this show is going to be a lead is obviously going to be a lead up into the marvels the marvels yes, yes. yeah now i also so saw I think the power somebody related somebody was like doing a jd we're gonna keep moving because we've got a bunch of people here but it's good to talk to you my man talk to you later i bye saw bye. there was a picture of like the four people that come out of the mist and a bunch of dumbasses were like it's a fantastic four like no no it's not they're the enemy they're the enemies they're probably I'm the enemies. almost certain they're the villains but someone else is saying they have it and like i don't know rumor or whatever they're like it's clandestine it's clandestine no, and it, up. And it no. totally makes sense. And here's why. And I was like, what are you talking about? You know what? I, 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 when I watched it, I was like, oh, maybe they are doing the Inhumans because this is very mist-like and that is yeah. Gorgon, Karnak. But no, it's neither. It's, it's no, not. it's not. It's just it's, some bad guys, right? Clandestine. What the hell? <laughs> oh, no. Brian, how are you? Every every single day, there's some nerd on the internet talking about clandestine or something. I and know. I just think of, yeah. I just think of that that uh, Shatner bit of like, get a life. Like that is. <laughs> I, it, it was, it's a comic book. It, it yeah, is right. relevant every moment of every day. Totally, totally. it really is. Get a life, people. Makes, <laughs> yeah, go get some fresh air, you weirdo. And you know Stop what? It. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, Matt. I want them. You know what? I dare them. To just be like, yeah, it's Muslim magic. Uh, like her, her, her family, like her family has, it no. has ties to no. like a Muslim deity. No. And like, I just to be like up yours, the liberals inherited the future. No. Uh, oh. Stacey Abrams is the planet is the president of United no. Earth. No, no, no. And the Muslims are great. We can't do it because we found Joe, out that everything that- we know about religion came from the Eternals, Joe. So <laughs> like all the maybe she's tied to the Eternals. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers for that movie I'm never gonna watch. Um <laughs> we, we know that Disney does not care about the future and all those things based on their no, that, Florida antics. So very we know true. that. No, so in the, their defense, they, and they I'm not saying say that word. I'm not gonna say more about it but in their defense they did stop giving money to those people temporarily doesn't mean they won't okay. again in the future but yeah can you guys be a little bit better so we could yeah. keep doing that maybe please? stop giving so them money before they come up with this well shit. and then or they, the also, they, they also come up didn't with stop shit. doing it until people freaked out that's so. my point and then yeah right. they're like until people Joe, were that, like hey. that is that's a great segue i've got like 15 things to talk about but i just want to say a let's do it about um that total loser ed score Fucking and shit. that mealy mouthed son of a bitch, Jim, what's his name? Jim, Jim Rugg. Rugg. Jim Rugg knows better, Joe. He knows better. Jim no, Rugg should so know better. That, but that, that, that response, so he did that cover for that horrible book that Ed Piscor is doing because no one gives a crap about okay. Ed Piscor. I like Red and Room and some, I like Ed Piscor. I'll be the first well, to admit forget it. Okay? That. <laughs> All right. I, I have, I'm going to let Brian get his thoughts out because I have, I have some thoughts and questions as well. So go for it. So he, yeah. So Fantagraphics is putting out some book, and then Jim uh, Jim Rugg is doing a he he was going to do by meaning that he designed, illustrated, submitted, got approved, went into a press release, and yep. came out, and it's some horrible 
it, first of all, it's a bad drawing. It's just bad. I yeah, it's at not. It, it's not a good bad. cover. It's not. And for no, those of you who don't it, know, it's trying to ape. It's trying yeah. to ape the scratchy Spiegelman. Right. For those of yeah, you who don't it's, know, it's Jim Rugg and several other creators have done several different homage covers for Red Room that were based on famous comics. This one was based on Mouse by Art Spiegelman. If you don't know what yeah. Red Room is, it's a torture porn comic. Right. Yeah, it's aw- stupid, awful. So he. I kind of like it. Um, so Jim Rugg, you know, I don't know. Like Mouse has really kind of been underground for the last, you know, 40 years. No one's really heard about it. No, it hasn't been no. in the news lately. It certainly was not in the news um, so recently. <laughs> I can see why he's like, oh, I- I'm not really that familiar with it. Like he his response of, oh, people were offended and I'm really sorry and I have no excuse. And he literally has no excuse other than him being like, bro, this is people are gonna lose their minds. Like it was the the it was ridiculous. And yeah. his his answer is ridiculous. And fanographics is so poncy and douchey, and this is what they do because they don't <laughs> they put out weird indie comics that are aesthetically bad they're bad comics but so, sometimes interesting i disagree like, I, fanographics has put out a lot of really good stuff too i've i mean I've, I've bought a lot of fanographic books over the years because yeah. i'm always looking for something different and some of my like, favorite arts yeah, have come out of fanographics and stuff so i mean it's like, just ugh, there's their, their answer was, was piss poor they did a bad job with their <laughs> so okay, now i want to i want to real quick say that i actually did think that Jim Rugg's apology was good um, because um, the statement is, you know, I'm sorry for this. I have drawn several variants for it and I have had fun parodying famous and iconic comics and graphic novel covers. Yeah. I realize now that the subject matter of mouse made it an inappropriate subject for the necessarily over the top, blah, blah, blah. I apologize for my misjudgment. I did not consider how this would affect people. So like he is saying, like I was, I didn't think it through and he's, I did this. I did that. I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to hurt you. I'm sorry. I hurt you. It was like his, his um, apology is not, I'm sorry you were offended. Yeah. Or I'm sorry if I offended anybody. It's like, I take responsibility. I did this. I I'm sorry. Um, But in the same press release, Fantagraphics is like, we'll strive to do better in the future. And that's it. Right. Oh, Fanagraph was completely unacceptable, but, but Jim Rugg, he knows better. He knows. He better. should have known better. Apparently yes. he, he should did have not. known better. <laughs> well, but that's the thing. Case, like, no, I on, think man. he did. And I think that we wouldn't, he would have never said anything if people, obviously I don't he think he was forced into this. I think it, it seemed like a clever idea for oh. both of them and they just did it. And now he's sorry for oh, it. And he he certainly it, wasn't so. forced. So yeah. uh, he certainly it wasn't was, forced. It's not, it. like, it's not a clever idea though. No, like, it's it a bad idea. It's a bad cover. It's a dumb cover. Yes. It's it's the the most stuff like with all the book banning and all that nonsense from only like two weeks ago, mm-hmm. like for him to just go through, like at, at some point two weeks ago before this thing got released, he should have looked at that and said, this man, this is too, even if he doesn't agree, this is too hot. He and, shouldn't and, do that. Sure. And but he, that's and not the point of his torture porn comic. Like sure. they, no. they want the attention. So they it's, want it's, it. Right. Right. And, yeah. and Pisco and they did, uh, they did an episode of their podcast, cartoonist kayfabe about mouse. Yeah. About how great and important mouse is. And then they were like, yeah, let's just flush everything we love about mouse down the toilet. And so now I like, it's, it's bad. They should feel bad. I, I am angry about it. Like I'm still mad that the decision got made. Um, and I agree. Rug should have known better. 
Um, and everything about it has really big, like, I'm sorry, I got caught energy to totally. it. And it's, yeah. it's yeah. not cool. Yeah. Now it's a good, I got caught apology, yes. but it's not, it's unacceptable that he even thought that would, that he wouldn't. No, no, caught. you're right. 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 You yes. know, like and, he, and, he's, and he's, he's in his forties. He should know better. Well, let's keep right. moving and, because it, we, Ruggs, we, we all, I, we're I all in agreement here. here. Uh, I, like, I think Rugg's going to have to work really hard to, to kind of earn back some of that goodwill. Because I love Jim Rugg. Like, I love his work. Yeah. Um, I don't read Red Room. I don't listen to their podcast because, and this is a question that I have for maybe people that are more familiar with their antics online. But um, I am. I think that Ed Piscor, especially, whose work I have enjoyed in the past, I, I, I have to say, um, Ed Piscor, especially, um, and Jim Rugg, uh, as they've teamed up for this podcast are trying to like position themselves as this, as this generation's like comic book renegades. Oh, they're bad boys. No, bad boys. Yeah, it's like, not so much like that. Todd, it's like Todd, it's not like so Todd much that. and Rob. No, it isn't so much that. Um, <laughs> I know what I think it, is, it is. No, hold it on. Isn't. I got more. And I, have, I watch I the more. show weekly. I love cartoons right. kayfabe and but I love I, Ed I have, I have some more. I have before you, I like, I want to hear what you have to say, but I have some. Ed Piscor is a things. total badass, Joe. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. He's a real badass. And, and like, I, yeah. like, I have, I have loved Ed Pes, Ed Piscor's work. I like, I get it. Um, uh, this is a really funny, like humble brag, I guess. Like he was nobody at the time. So it's not, but like Ed Piscor was one of the very first people to follow us on Twitter uh, for no reason. Okay. None. Let, like, just, I have no idea. Let me but, get this out. So, so I, I can, like, I, we need I, to move I, on. So. No, just let me, we're having a good discussion here. Just, but, um, I am seeing from people like there are a lot of people out there that are not okay with Ed Piscor's whole deal. And I don't mean just like red room. I mean, like his whole like personal vibe where he dresses like a member of run DMC. Uh, but he and always the, has, this I isn't know that. new. You I know, know that. That's Matt, like, should we I go after that. the beastie boys too? Because I Matt, mean like what? I'm not, let me finish my sentence, please. Uh, like, look, I watched the Beastie Boys documentary. They don't dress like that anymore. They're grown men. Um, but also the idea that he is like getting all of this attention for um, kind of like uh, hitching his wagon to like hip hop culture. Again, I, I have no opinions on that, but there seems to be kind of a groundswell of people that are not on team Piscor, And I don't know exactly why. Because I know it's not all about Red Room. Uh, no, it isn't all about Red Room. Now, Piscor and Rug are not trying to like get out there and whip up some type of like comicscape bullshit. They are nerds. No, 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 love... not comicscape. Not no, comicscape but I mean like in the same way. It's like, like we want to piss you they off. They are trying to be yes. the bad boys of comics. That's what I'm saying. They're not. They they love outsider I, comics, and they have, have done shows and shows and shows about these old school like manga inspired stuff that came to the states that inspired all kinds of weird violent stuff that we loved in the '90s. And that is what Red Room is supposed to be a throwback to those old outsider comics. I agree. This was tasteless and done very poorly and they had to apologize for it. Fine. I don't think that it was truly set out to just go out and get attention. I think they made a bad mistake because well, he I mean, genuinely, all, of, all of the Omar, like, he genuinely, all, of the, Omar, all right. of the homage covers are meant to get attention. Well, it's sure. just that they chose the absolute But they worst genuinely one. love Art Spiegelman and did a whole show about it. And it just shows like, well, maybe you should have thought this out better. But no, yeah, I don't we, think he's a bad guy. We know the guy. history. 
And I'm not going to judge someone who wants to dress in a hip hop fashion because they like hip hop. He always has. That's him. That's you know? I, again, I'm just telling you the, like the feeling I'm getting. Some I've people seen who some people like, who, are upset, who are upset, who are talking, who talk about Ed Piscor like he's some sort of. Um, he's a cornball, like a, a, a poseur, you know, and not not just like he thinks he's cool, like he's trying so hard to be cool. Well, and he certainly I, like, did his I homework do, on the hip hop family tree. So, I mean, like he knows I, his shit I, again. <laughs> I, like, I know that he does. I, I'm not well, questioning his love for the source material. I just, I'm, I'm very curious about like, it, it's like, I hear this about a lot of other creators as well, where it's like, Oh, I did not know that people didn't like this guy. Right. You know, right. Uh, like it's weird to me. And if there's that, more there, um, it will come out. I'm just saying we haven't seen anything completely yeah. damning other than this really poor choice that they just made. So yeah. what else we got, Brian? Uh, sorry, Brian. So no, no, I mean, I, 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 you know, I'm I, glad you, I I'm glad you brought it up. I was yeah. fine not talking about it, but boy, do, am I glad we took that. We got to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm like, I'm heated about it. Cause I think it's ludicrous that he's a grown man and can't right. know that that's wrong. It's a stupid, um, stupid idea. Yes. The, um, a little bit from the, uh, the Brian Wood desk. I know we're not supposed to say his name anymore, but his TV show came out without his name on it, which I think is crazy. Yeah. Um, Boy, wow, I, really? I, I, he's under, not a, his name is understand. nowhere on it. He I didn't know that either. Race yeah. completely erased. And it is, well, and I totally understand why. And it's valid and logical, but it's, it's surreal. Well, yeah. But like, I also like, I, I haven't read all of DMZ, but I saw the trailer for DMZ and I'm like, this is not. Oh, it's not like, DMZ. This is no, not what I remember DMZ being about. It's, they, it's, it they reads took like out a, the a, main. They took out the main character, Maddie, yeah. who is like, yeah. and he's. And it's it's really the book is interesting because he is sort of like the. It's a twist on like the white savior thing, right? Where he is a white college age dude who is, gets his dad's connections, get him into the DMZ. He's going to become. He's a photojournalist, and he's going to yeah. like crack a story. And he basically learns that war is hell and he gets sucked into this whole world and it's all the people and all the cultures. And he basically becomes one of them like yeah. because they sure through, through 60 issues. And it's this really interesting thing where, he, you know, his privilege is stripped away and he understands like he right. learns all these things about himself. And like Rosario Dawson's character is like the tough chick that like has literally no time for him. Yeah. Like yeah. She's, you know, and like and all the characters on the show are like main supporting characters but they removed him which yeah. i just think is so strange it's really I, like odd. i wonder they, if you know it's like you know what this is maybe brian maybe a little too close to like the brian wood point of view character <laughs> and since we are like cleansing we are we are scouring the earth of all mention of him from this piece of art we're gonna switch the focus to this single mom see but i would say don't do it just don't do it then. If Brian Wood is yeah, toxic and like, and you're going to name it DMZ, is someone not going to Google that and go, oh, wait a minute. There's a real toxic creator behind it. They, 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 they don't care about that. They, well, they just, they only care in so far. So. They only care in so far as the publicity, you know, might cost them some viewers. I suppose, but they also didn't mention to anyone that it was coming out. <laughs> it, like it literally, I, I saw a trailer. I had I saw no idea. It was up. I think I, I saw the first trailer for it last week and I was like, oh, it's the first trailer for DMZ. And then I saw our friend Dave Golbitz on Twitter. I was like, I wish DMZ was better. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. I had no clue there, it was even out. There have been a lot of HBO ads and it's like, it's in ads. Like it's in you know, HBO if ads. You're watching HBO gotcha. you know, if, and if you're, pro, yeah, I mean, it's kind of in a lot of places, but um, it's, it's crazy. Like I, again, I, 
in support of the, you know, the, the people he wronged. And I, I get it, but it's really weird. Yeah. It's just like Anna DuVernay's DMZ. It's like, really? What about, the artists. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even, right. sure. Like, even, if we're not attaching Alan Moore's name to Watchmen stuff, we can still talk about the artists that drew it, right? Like, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's really crazy. Um, but then, and, and a, a side Brian would note, um, he was the original writer of NYX in, tw- in 2001. That's right. That's right. It, and it was going to launch the Max um, imprint. And they, um, it was like, I think uh, Jubilee and Rogue and Gambit were like mutant street punks with yeah. David Cho doing the art. Yeah. And Marvel got afraid and they bailed. Good. And so, because that's um, dumb. <laughs> so instead, they gave us like, we're going to do a comic about a teenage girl that goes to raves in the early 2000s with her instead of Brian glow Wood sticks and, and pacifiers Cho. and, <laughs> and, was, and uh, young Jodie Foster X23 who's cutting herself. <laughs> it was it was Joe Casada and um, Joshua Middleson. Joshua. Middleton. Middleton, being Middleton, the opposite yeah. Middleton, the opposite of David Cho with cleanness and lines. Right. And all yeah. That. Like, I mean, the book was beautiful, um, though. I'll say it that. was gorgeous. It was not very well written, but no, it, no, was it wasn't. But it was I, really I pretty I'd to see, look I at. I wish the book had existed because I, I think it would have been an interesting little time capsule. But yeah, you know, they were afraid. You know, it, so. it's kind of like it's kind of like there's that era of the X books that uh, predate Morrison, where they're like, you know what? people are not reading these books and we need to shake things up. Let's do, what was it called? It was like shockwave or something where it's like, Brian Wood's going to overhaul generation X and Warren Ellis is going to overhaal counter X. Thank you. I think shockwave was the name of the storyline in generation X. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're going to get Will Spertacio to draw X force. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I mean, Okay. Yes. Um, Some of it was fun. X-Man is the shaman of the, the planet Earth. I like I liked Earth. X-Man walking around barefoot and burning his footprints into like into marble and stuff because he's so powerful. Yeah, if, Ariel, you know what? If, Ariel if, if, Marvel, art. if Marvel had any balls, they would do variants of him or because that's what it was. He went from a different Earth to different Earth. Yeah. And oh, the Marvel yeah. there you go. multiverse. So there you go. Let's see bearded X-Man shaman of the earth come and cable uh, with evil. cable before he got infected with the virus yeah i love it i love X-Men's, it i love it brian good to talk to you my man that was fun later guys we're gonna keep moving awesome. bud. ethan harrison he's a regular now can you believe this guy get in here two weeks in a row two weeks in a row i know ethan how are you man Oh, 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 oh. oh shit. What's up? What's up, whiskey dick? <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm in my club. Oh. In the morning. I haven't gone to bed. <laughs> the system is down. I like that. Yes. You know, I was so stupid as a uh, high schooler that I was convinced that when I started getting tattoos, I was going to get a whole Homestar Runner sleeve. <laughs> Whole sleeve. <laughs> Nothing says badass like a Homestar Runner sleeve. <laughs> I, I, if I'm you, don't go to prison, buddy. <laughs> That's not going to give I you any in, street we cred. <laughs> we didn't put that in so you could throw light switch frames. <laughs> what do you want to rap about, Ethan? One at least now. But um, I have you guys talked about that? Uh, I don't think you have the Diabolical Boys animated show. No, I started I watching it. Is that, I haven't seen. I didn't know that was out either. I started watching it, and it's super cute. Actually, it's it's done like the first one uh, is done in very much like a Looney Tunes 
Isn't kind it of kind of episodic. Uh, isn't it sort of like Star Wars Visions in that it's a different style every time? Well, I mean, it's yep. a different animation style, definitely, but it all but all in the universe. It's of all the taking boys. place in the boys' yeah. world. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so they're all different <laughs> style and just different takes, you know. Yeah, uh, and that's awesome. Directed by different people, it's super fun. Yeah, like I, Seth uh, Rogen wrote the first one, and it's it's really fun. Yeah, it's like no dialogue in the first one too, yeah. just like Looney Tunes style. It's really good, and then they have one that's more kind of like an anime style. And right. My my girlfriend, uh, and it's actually really fun. That's actually written, I believe it's written by, and the main voice is Aquafina, and it's really funny about <laughs> her. Her power is she's able to c- control poop. And she <laughs> okay. Like, poop, like friend. I love it. It's actually, really funny. Um. But my girlfriend's always like has an aversion to anything animated. And then we watch Invincible and she actually really liked it. And then I went to put this on the other day and then she was immediately, you could tell she's like, oh, great. We're watching this. And now she's like really likes it a lot. She's like, that's really fun. So, yeah, you guys should check that out. I did not even know that that super crook show came out. It was like, I yep. looked it up while you talked Where, about Why aren't these shows November? being advertised because where we can find them? I think, I don't know if Netflix is real happy with their Mark Miller deal because it's just sort of, well, but out. they made they made the deal. Like you, I don't you, disagree. You don't, like bury the stuff you have. You paid for it to get made. You got to promote it. Sure, it. seems like they're burying it, and I don't know why. But, but I will why? say, I'll tell you why. Because it's not very good, Joe. Nobody really liked oh, but, it. I, okay, but that's a different. That's a separate matter. It's like yeah. Okay, the first show, like you paid you paid a billion dollars. Probably not. You paid many millions of dollars for Miller World. The first thing out of the gate, Jupiter's legacy was a stinker. Okay, great. We get it. You still made the investment. Yeah. You got all these things in the works. Like you, it, it's, it's just, a, it's a waste of money to not like try to get people. To I don't disagree, them. but here we are. I, <laughs> so. I don't understand uh, like Matt's perspective with the Miller world stuff as if it's like, as if it's Mark Miller's like fault that all this stuff is garbage and that Netflix is like, what did we do? I think they just need to find a way of like making good shows out of it. No, I well, agree. Yeah, make, yeah, make better shows, certainly make, make better, better product. But like uh, now, okay. So at this point we've got super crooks, which nobody apparently n- even knew existed until it, it was here um and that and was november like, yeah it came yeah. out in november yeah <laughs> good lord that was like almost that was six months ago almost yeah it only popped so, up on my feed because like i was watching jupiter's circle and i was like really this is a thing and it, i mean the animation is very good it's like the same anime house that worked on like a uh, cowboy bebop and stuff it's very pretty and it's just not very good <laughs> like i so i'm like i'm saying at this point if you if you're if you're owen to on your Miller world investment and you don't want to promote the thing you've created because you're embarrassed or whatever, you know, it's bad. You're just going to have to stop making them just like write it off. Yeah. Stop making new stuff. Okay, we're done. Don't we're, do it. We're still getting the magic order from what I understand. Well, maybe they shouldn't. Yeah. I, I just, don't know. That, that's a weird perspective to hear though, because it's not as if like Miller world is all connected. This is all no, just like it's true, good right. content that they could make something good from instead of like run away from Miller worlds. Like, no, why don't you now make a, 
Starlight or why don't yeah, you now? Yes, yeah. right, exactly. Definitely. Or like Reborn, Reborn was good. Like yeah, or the type Chrononauts or something like none Chrono of this Nuts, related. Yeah. So it's just like okay, let's take these good concepts we've already paid money it's that, for. And let's it's make that a John good Carter, show. you know, it's that John Carter thing, you know, yeah. where the, the we talked about earlier, where the executives are like, nope, everything about this particular thing is tainted. Where it's like no. It's like you've bought a library. Right. And all of the books in the library are different. Yeah. But like, that's don't not how, worry about it. Don't that's worry not about how they these think. two bad books. That's right? not how they think. No, it's I know. But still. The, and the opposite of that is like the success of Titanic. What did Hollywood learn? Is it that we if we, movies if we give a creator like all yeah. the freedom in the world and all the money to make a perfect movie, he'll make the most you know, celebrated movie of all time? No. We learned people want to see more movies about boats. <laughs> Got it. Right. That's true. <laughs> now, back to the boys. We got to see Jensen Ackles as Soldier Boy earlier this week, and he looks really good. <laughs> he looks. Did they put out a new trailer? No, it was just like some images of him in the costume and stuff. He, uh, uh, I didn't. I haven't seen them. Yeah, they thought he looks great. It's very. You can tell they're going for sort of a mishmash of Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Sort of. He's kind of bearded and wearing some armor. <laughs> like, he looks good. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I have no idea when the oh, yeah. season three is He's got a little shield. Back. Yeah. He got looked, a metal arm. Yeah. He like, there's no question. He's like a cap Bucky mishmash. a metal arm, but he's got something on his arm. Yeah. Like, I can't tell if it's fake or of, an armor or what it is. Well, because he's got normal human fingers, but yeah, there's yeah. definitely some sort of armor plating on his, right. on his sleeve there. Yeah. He does look good. Ethan, what else you got? Um, I know you guys already kind of like, talked and beat it to death a little bit about the cartoonist kayfabe thing but i was mm-hmm. listening i've recently like become like a bigger fan of their stuff and listening to them and so just my take from listening to it one i think it's totally needs to be more acceptable for when people make stupid decisions especially when it's not super like criminal and right. you know like yes. when things are out of like bad taste and make people make decisions we need a like I feel like we need to make uh, better collective decisions on w- w- what we're accepting as apologies and whatnot, instead of just like yeah. writing people off. I, I totally agree. Like I agree with that. Yeah. Jim Rugg did like, not and, murder and, anyone. And, and yeah, when and, we start and, being uh, like, that's why all the people you know, that I've injured, that. you know, like, the honest, yeah, and, honest uh, apology. Yeah, and, and then I, I just think it's like the initial thing to be like, well, too bad he made a mistake. It doesn't right. matter if he apologizes. No, no, no. And and like I and I agree with that. And and I'm not saying that like we write off Jim Rugg. I still like Jim Rugg's work quite a bit. And I'm still excited about the Hulk grand design book that he's doing. But um it also doesn't have to be like an instant like I forgive you. Like it's like, no, you sure. made a you you screwed up real bad. Sure. And sure. you you've got some you've got some uh, making up to do. It, right. But like it's like I, I we were talking with Brian. Like I read that apology that was a part of Fanographics bullshit statement, which was from Fanographics mm-hmm. garbage. Um, it, it was like we regret the error. That's that's no. That's that's yeah. what Diamond Comics does when they screw up your order. Yeah, that's when you only got five copies of Captain America instead yeah. of fifty. <laughs> like. I, no, it's like no, you you messed up real bad and but his part of it that little paragraph where he's like i understand what i did in the moment when i drew it i i i did not consider i wasn't thinking it through like i i didn't i didn't realize 
how hurtful it was going to be. I'm sorry that I hurt you. It wasn't like, I'm sorry if anyone was offended. Sure. It was, I did this. I'm sorry. I'm responsible. That's what we need to do. Yeah. And, and, and like, yeah, you know, he still should have known better, but I think it's one of the better apologies from like a comics Sure. Figure that has screwed up. Well, you, you just got to I mean? own it. Yeah. And, and that's it. And we'll know, trust you again. President Clinton owned it. Finally came out and said, I screwed up. Anyone my bad. Anyone and we all went, we'll vote for, for you again. <laughs> you <know? laughs> it doesn't give anyone just a pass of just like, well, just apologize and you'll be okay. But also I think it's just important that I know and me being a like, uh, always shooting for a joke. There's probably countless times in my oh, life absolutely. I've like done something in Same poor here. taste and then realize like, for sure. oh, yeah, uh, you know, like for we sure. um we uh uh have a long history of making very bad jokes that we don't personally like. This is not our worldview. We don't actually think this way in our day to day life, but yeah. we say the dumbest thing possible because we think it's funny. Yeah, um, we think it's funny to make ourselves look like idiots. Sure. And that's the, that's the joke. That's the self-effacing. Like we made a joke about, um, uh, we make a joke, we made a joke about, um, transgendered people in the title of an episode many years ago. Right. And we actually had a transgendered listener that contributed to the, like when we were doing the answer of the week, like on Facebook via posts, like this person, she was actively engaged and I, we haven't heard from her in years and I don't know if that's why, but like, I, I think back, I got blocked uh, by her. I was straight up blocked on Twitter and stuff. And I reached oh, out wow. and was like, I, if you listen to the episode, you will see, we are allies. Like, so let's, let's just chill out here. <laughs> yeah. On. But no, but that's not the, see, that's not the thing. The, the, uh, the, 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 <clears throat> pardon me. The lesson that we need to learn is that we can't decide it's not up to us to decide when it's okay for somebody to be offended. For sure. Mm-hmm. If if we've done something that has hurt somebody, it's our job to be accountable for it and not go, well, Hey, we were only kidding. Right. Like, yes, we were kidding. We don't re- actually think that way, but also we are sorry that we hurt you. Right. Um, it's like, uh, we used to make, we used to, we used to talk about the new 52 Wally West that we used to call him the black Wally. <laughs> Uh, because that's how we, that's how we, we kept the two apart. That's was the joke. It's like, yeah, black Wally. Right. And one of our listeners wrote a very thoughtful email to us saying, Hey, look, I just want you to know, like, like I love your show and I understand all the jokes and I get where you're going. But as a black man, Mm -hmm. when you, when you like make, when two white guys make that joke, well, and it wasn't necessarily about that, but it was like when you when you place uh, this character in the other category by right. calling him Black Wally, it's not great, and I don't really like it. And I was like, oh, we're then we're done. Yeah, and he was right, and, and we we and, were like and right so on. It's like, it's like your heart can be in the right place. Mm-hmm. You can be you can you you can be an ally and make a a, a a dumb joke because you hope that everybody's in on the joke with you. Right. Yeah. And if somebody is hurt by it, you have to be like, okay, look, we're sorry. Um, and that's why, I, that's why I like Jim Rugg's apology and not, and, and because it's not like, oh, sorry, you caught me on this one, but you've seen all the other covers, right? They're all this bad. Right. It's like, no, I'm sorry. That's at the end of it. Yeah. Ethan, yeah and that's, and that's growth, you know? Yeah. So. That's, that's growth. growth. And that's what we need to see. Ethan, good to talk to you, my man. We're going to keep yeah, moving here and jump we- to Jimbo. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, brother. 
Adios, muchacho. Whiskey dick. Whoa, what's with the whiskey dick? <laughs> what is that about? Where is this coming from? It's a joke. Oh. Oh, Joe. Come yeah, on. I know. Uh, it's a family uh, show. God. Ethan, Ethan, po- Ethan posted a picture of himself. Of his uh, whiskey dick? Yeah, <laughs> Ethan, uh, on Facebook, Ethan posted a picture of an old show that he he did. He performed at. He was drumming, uh, and the name of the bar was Whiskey Dicks. Oh, I get it. And okay. I made a joke about how Whiskey Dick was my nickname in high school. Okay, and I just, I, it's an inside joke. I thought Ethan would think it was funny, Jimbo, but I don't think he heard can, me say Whiskey Dick either time. Okay, I can you clean up Joe's uh, genitalia oh, humor here and take us to a different goodness. subject, please? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, the Jujutsu Kaisen movie saw it yesterday. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, Where amazing. did you see it? It's it's all in all, it's all through all, all the theaters. Oh really? Yeah. So it's like so, major release in American theaters. Yeah, it came in at two point nine million. I guess on Thursday. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that um, is impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Although I don't. Although I hate the the metrics of Rotten Tomatoes. I'm going to plug it at one hundred percent critic rating, ninety nine audience rating. Wow. Uh, it's actually a good one to get into because it has a beginning, middle, and an end. Uh, the main character is not the main character of the show, so you follow his journey, and it does have a conclusion. It's like a side uh, story, basically. Or? No, so okay, basically the the author. This is the author's first work, and it was done in a contest that he won. Okay, and so then he took this idea and then made it into gotcha. The, JJK that is now. So this actually takes place one year prior. Okay, gotcha. And, and, and he, has, he has done a very good job of interweaving the stories. Like there's stuff that's here that's very relevant in current timeline characters and plots and stuff like that. Sure, so. sure. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna have to check it out, but I'm still yeah. finishing Doctor Stone right now. Well, that's fine. You know, there's there's, it, there's such an overabundance of quality work. It's so hard to keep up. It really is. That's why I have to pick one at a time, especially when right. it comes like I'm a. I, I like anime and I, and I like some manga, but I'm still very much a novice. And right. so I have to focus and just be like, all right, well, what's going on here? And I will say there are some things that they do in anime that still quirk me and, and just like kind of pull me out of it where it's like, well, this character does this one thing. Like every once in a while, he says something in pig Latin for no reason. Like why? <laughs> why? Like, like, oh man, that's terrible. Ooze nay. And like, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, why? Oh, wait, like just one word? Yes, yeah, just literally one word. <laughs> and, it, and it drives me insane. <laughs> like, you gotta, you, you, there's so many, there's so many characters. You, you gotta, you gotta put your mark. You gotta be different. Right. And they do it yeah, to yeah, set yeah, characters yeah. apart. Like that is their personality right. quirk or whatever, right. you know? Right. This guy likes science, so he always talks about science, and his saying is like, uh, 1 billion percent, guarantee it. I'm like, okay, scientist guy, that's not how percentages work, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah. So, let's see. Uh, that, that, that really fires up my Bunsen burner. You know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, other big news, uh, Crunchyroll and Fun Animation, the two biggest streaming services, have merged. Oh, wow. Um, so, Sony bought Crunchyroll last year. Okay. Sony already owned Fun Animation. Um, so we had no idea. Like we assumed they were going to merge after the butt. I didn't know Sony owned Funimation. I had no idea. Sony bought that like three or four years ago, and then they just bought Crunchyroll. Wow, which was funny because Crunchyroll and Fun Animation used to like 
be one entity and then they broke off like years and years ago so now they're going to make another streaming service so they can have sony stuff all over the damn place like spider-man is on amazon right now for some reason (laughs) it's like it's like that meme from the internet where it's like friendship ended with dinesh now saheed is my friend (laughs) you know and they're like and then it's like Friendship restored with the net. <laughs> so, so, so what's good for the customer is all your anime that you ever need is on one, and they're going to go with Crunchyroll. Okay. They're going to they're going to use the Crunchyroll layout. Um, I, I think they're both equally whatever. I mean, the layouts are, are their layouts. Okay, no, it, it, they're all better than HBO Max, but that's a different story. For sure. HBO Max is the worst. Yeah, it's a nightmare. It is so it's so bad. It's so yeah, weird. This, and like finding stuff, it's God, it's just bizarre. I don't, like, I don't know. Like, you look, oh man, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I opened that can. You fired him. You fired me up. I Peacock is bad. Why is it so hard? Peacock's a nightmare. I, yeah. I just want to be able stop giving me curated lists. Yeah. Stop it. Just stupid. Just put out categories and a search function right. and let me do it. And my list. The first, when I turn it right, on, my it list. should always be like, hey, Matt, do you want to continue watching what you were? Like that should be it right there. Like, or watch one of these other things that you pick to watch later. Like, here's what you were watching. Here's the stuff you said you wanted to watch. Here's some other suggestions, but we can't do that for some reason. Right. right. It's so like, stupid. I'm, fi- I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine with like make suggestions based on my viewing history and my list. Absolutely. Right. But stop like horror classics. And it's like, okay, well yeah. there's only 10 movies in this list. And now I have to go searching anyway. Right. And one like of them is the old school black, white Nosferatu. And another one is like house on haunted Hill remake from 2005, <laughs> you know, like it's when, you know, it's cursed starring Christina yeah. Ricci. From right. Ghost uh, ship four is on yeah. here. You know? like, no, <laughs> no. Yeah. I, like I, why is it so hard to build an interface? That's any good at all. You it's know what? Not- it's not. And quite honestly, and I'm not saying go out and steal stuff, but if they want us to stop, <laughs> take a note from the pirates that have built stuff that's really easy to search and everything's well, yeah. in one place, guys. Right. Take a look yeah, at what you're do, doing. Well, yeah, what you do is you take the people that screwed you and yes. then you, you pay them money. You steal, yeah, you steal their hire ideas. Them. No, no, yeah. no, 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 you hire them. You hire you them. You, right. So, it's the old adage, Joe. You want them inside the tent pissing out, then outside the oh, yeah. tent pissing in. Yeah, the guy well, you catch like, you know that's what? been it's like counting game. cards in the casino for 10 years and took you yeah, for a million it, bucks, that's yeah. the guy you want sitting it's, behind the camera watching everybody. It's catch me if you can. Like, it, you want to, if the FBI gets their hands on Leonardo DiCaprio, they put him to work, goddammit. Sure, exactly. Like, that. let that guy teach you how to get the get this thing done yeah. but yeah it, uh, ugh, don't even get me started we, well, we already got started this Jim, dmz thing we didn't even know D- nobody even knew dmz was out. and like look i know don't tell me it's just on hbo max ads because hbo max is running all kinds of ads right now in march on Madness. my regular television i've been watching yes. basketball and they keep throwing hbo stuff at me no mention of dmz whatsoever right. uh let's see the, the last thing that was very interesting last week uh Hackers got into the toy animation database and totally deleted all these files. Ooh. So One Piece. So Toei does has three ongoing animes right now. Right. One Piece and Dragon Quest are the biggest ones. Dragon Quest is not good, but apparently the one of the best artists out there loves it, and so it's his project. Okay. Um, but so all their series are on definite hiatus as they try to figure out like, so people have no idea what was deleted and what they have to go back and create. It is a 
dumpster fire. Whoa, no. And this had to be targeted. This isn't the kind of thing where it's oh, like it had, yeah, it Russian bots got in and we're just like, I don't know, let's delete stuff. <laughs> you know, it's really weird because there's a new there's a new Dragon Ball Z. There's a new Dragon Ball movie coming out in April. But apparently that was not affected. Me hmm. Now, the new Dragon Ball movie, I don't know if you guys see the trailers, the. Western audiences were not very excited because it's a lot of CG and it doesn't look good. Yeah. I, I looked at it and went, wow, that's, I mean, like I haven't paid a lot of attention to Dragon Ball for a long time, but I did really like Dragon Ball Z back yeah. in the day. And this doesn't, this no. gave me the same vibe with like the CG kitty masters of the universe, Netflix thing so, that's running so alongside of revelations, like Revel he man revelations is great. But the like the CG right. kid one, I'm just like, oh, I don't want that at all. <laughs> so, a lot, so there's a lot of speculation on why it's so much CG. You know, CG is obviously cheaper to manufacture. But sure. if you look at Demon Slayer, there's actually a lot of CG. There's in a Demon ton. Slayer. There's a ton. But you like if you're not really looking for it, it the, the fluid animation, it looks so beautiful. You can't tell. Same with the JJK movie. Yeah, there's it's a lot of CG, but it's so well incorporated because these directors that they both have have been doing it for like 15 years and they have mastered and honed this over terrible movies yeah. that they know how to make it look great. And the Dragon Ball trailer looks, oh my God. I, I, I saw it, I was like, this cannot, no, this thing makes money. You put money in, I, ugh, ugh. Yeah, no. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not excited. I'm, I'm not either. I, and I don't, and I don't get it other than like you said, they're trying to save some money. I understand that. But that doesn't make any sense. But that, you can do it better and you can do it just like you said in demon. Hey, hey guys, demon guys, Slayer. guys, it's okay. It's not even its final form. All right. Okay. Get out. You're fired. Wow. <laughs> oh, Dragon Ball Z reference. All right, Jim, we're going to get going here. We got to tie some stuff right, up. Later guys. Good to talk Bye -bye. to you, man. Uh, so let's just take a look at the chat real quick, uh, because some people answered their question of the week. There was an answer for Renee Montoya from John Tverdick, Renee coming from Batman, the animated series. And of course, Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn also from Batman, the animated, from series. Batman, yes. the animated series. Yes. Both good answers, by the way. Uh, I mean, I have to say Montoya is probably would probably have been my answer. Um, really? I, I think she's, uh, I think she was a genius addition to uh, the DC universe yeah. in comic book form. If nothing else to the GCPD to flesh those cops. Cause like before that yeah. we had Harvey Bullock, we had, we had Bullock, yeah. you know, commissioner Gordon, and then a bunch of nameless faceless cops running around more or less. And it was nice yeah, to see like, Oh look, there's another police officer there happens to be female happens to be Latina happens to be a lesbian and has a real life that is complicated and has thoughts and feelings and stuff. And she's not just a cop that everyone goes, hold it right there, Batman. And he has to like either stare them down or knock them out and leave. You know? So, yeah. Yeah. I do like that call a lot. Renee. Let's talk about our answers for the question of the week. Joe Patrick, you had mentioned that it was probably going to be Renee Montoya. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I think that, um, I think Montoya, well, Harley Quinn is the most successful, obviously, but without, in terms of like, that a character that I uh, love the most. I think my favorite is Montoya. Now I also Firestar is on the list as well. So um, it was a toss up between Firestar who originated in Spider-Man and his amazing friends, the cartoon. Right. Uh, and Montoya who originated on Batman, the animated series. Uh, I am a big new warriors fan. Firestar was a big part of that. Sure. I, um, and sure. I think that what Marvel has done with her character uh, is really great. She goes on a really nice character arc, especially um, when she and uh, her boyfriend Vance, who was uh, justice joined the Avengers. And um, yeah, I, I, I love those characters. 
for two characters that were like introduced in a cartoon for kids, sure. I think that Marvel has done uh, Marvel and DC have done great work. X23 also a very good a- a- answer. Yeah. I love X23. Yeah. So my answer, I was going to go with uh, Marvel's Godzilla because I loved it so much as a kid. And I just love the idea. That comic is so bad. It's so bad. But I love the idea that Godzilla is stomping around the world and like the Avengers are too busy to deal with it. So S.H.I.E.L.D. has to. (laughs) And not even and it's just like and just Dugan. Yeah. Well, Well, Fury pops up here and there, but we'll we'll give you some resources. But dang, Fury was like, you're in charge of the giant reptile, Dugan. Go handle it. Yeah. But no. My answer, uh, the Micronauts. I love the Marvel Micronauts. They started as a toy line. Marvel. Yeah, you know what? I guess we didn't uh, we didn't think of toys, but that yeah. should count because Rom is also very high on my list. Oh, yeah, way up there. But the Micronauts especially, it, it was one of those things where I loved that book. And it was I just thought it was a comic when I was a kid. I didn't even know there were Micronauts toys at the time because right. they just weren't around. And then, like, I saw Micronauts toys. Uh, like at Sears or JC Penney's or something like that when I was very young. And I was like, oh shit, these are right from the comics, right? And the toys really didn't look much like the Marvel. The <laughs> toys are not great looking. I've nothing never to do with seen it. one in yeah, real life. They're not. I mean, well, some of them are really cool. There was some die cast stuff that was really cool. It was sort of predecessor to the Transformers die cast. Like they were, I, I, I feel like the Micronauts, there's a story behind it where they were proof of concept for something else. But Marvel just got the license and ran with it. Now, my favorite Micronauts are definitely Marvel characters like Bug. I love Bug. But Bug was injected into that comic book. He was not an original toy or anything like that. I think the only original Micronauts that were in the comics were like Acroyer and like Baron Karza and stuff like that. And they ended up like losing the license later. So Bug and some of the other Micronauts from those comics that they created for Marvel stuck around. Bug was even in Guardians of the Galaxy for a while, and I loved him there. And oh, man, I wish they would have put Bug in the movie so bad. And I wanted to tick and everything and like do his whole thing. I love the Micronauts. I wish they would have showed up in Ant-Man. That would have been so kick ass. (laughs) But I don't think Marvel owns that crap anymore. Although they could still play with the Marvel Micronauts that they do own. So that's my answer. Yeah, no, I, I love the Micronauts. I love the Micronauts. Um, but yeah, it, 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 it's it's a shame that, you know, we don't get to have Rom anymore. Like I thought right. Rom interacted in uh, with the Marvel Universe in the most fun ways. I like I loved him uh, like butting heads with the Hulk and the X-Men. Like that's all so good. It's sure. so, so good. And like the whole sh- all the stuff with the dire wraiths and Forge and the new uh, like I love it. Yeah. And the Space Knights and whatnot. Uh, I mean, it yeah, would fit space perfectly. Knights- into the Guardians of the Galaxy Marvel cosmic that we have right yeah, now. Yeah, they do. The space where you Knights, have yeah. this like silly race of space knights that nobody really takes serious anymore, but they are crazy powerful. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? For a property or an IP or whatever you want to call it that basically has no story, right? It's like yeah. it's a it's a space toy. Yeah. He's a space thing. I like a space knight, like Marvel created the idea of the space knights. Oh yeah. So like, I don't, I'm not even sure how they like marketed Rom. It's just like alien hero. Yeah. <laughs> and um, like no backstory. I believe like, the Micronauts were very similar where it's just like, right. here's a toys and, and, and they went Marvel, give it a story. Sure. And so at least with Micronauts, there are actual like characters that right. Marvel could keep a hold of like commander ran and a Croyer, not a Croyer, um, bug. Yeah. 
you know, like I, I, I'm glad that those characters are still around, especially Bug. But um, yeah, uh, it's it's great. It, uh, those characters are really great. All right, let's talk about a new question of the week that we're gonna drop on these kids that they're gonna okay. mull over and lose sleep over until next week when they show up out of their mind, crazy, <laughs> shaking. <laughs> So the new question of the week was submitted by Hingle McCringleberry on Twitter. Oh, yes. <laughs> of the, of the, it's a key and peel reference <laughs> of the, hey, right. Hingle, Hingle McCringleberry. <laughs> it's more accurate to say that I stole this question from Hingle McCringleberry on Twitter because I think he just posted it into the ether. But what the question is this, what's the greatest comic book movie that's not based on a Marvel or DC property? Okay. Simple. To the point. I like it. Now, I, we're not going to get into semantics. Like, A History of Violence is technically published by DC because it was a Paradox Press book that was owned by Warren. Like, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Non-Marvel or DCU superhero gotcha. comic book movies. Okay. Like, as I just said, A History of Violence is one of them. And we will do it right here jamie lee curtis's virus is one of them <laughs> wow haven't thought about that one for a while yeah i'm just saying like they're out there there are way there are way more than you think yeah actually. was virus dark horse is that right virus was a dark horse comic yeah yes. oh man Oof, i can't believe i know that <laughs> i'm sorry that's bumping around i that probably you know, misplaced like a, a childhood memory that i have something, something real I loved. important <laughs> yeah something real important is not no longer in your brain because of that knowledge all right we'll be back this wednesday uh reviewing some new comics and jason Sachs is going to pop up for a patron extra to talk about who the hell is moon knight super excited for that and then we'll be back here next saturday play cover to cover again like we do every Saturday. Again. Thank you to everybody that joined us. Thank you to everybody that played along. Thank you to everybody that tweets at us, shoots us emails, or chats with us on the Facebook chat. We love you all, and we don't have a show without you. Uh, I just want to give a special thanks to uh, everybody that uh, donated or that signed up to be a patron or increased their pledge after Ethan's impassioned plea on last week's show. We normally give a Patreon or donor shout out on the main show, but um, since last week, the the support for our show has grown quite a bit. Uh, we've got at least two or three new patrons and some guys uh, up to their pledge. We appreciate all of you. Yeah. Whether you donate or not, it, no matter how much you donate, but we appreciate um, those who donate because we more. know that you could. De- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we know that that money could definitely be spent on something more worthwhile than yes. our dumbasses. But, but now um, I can get that new kidney that I've needed and I couldn't do it. Right. And he can only get it from the dark web. And I'm going to drink regular this one to donor registry. Too. Won't even touch I'm him. Just going to pour booze straight into this one as well, guys. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I just wanted to say thank you. Um, as, uh, and thank you, Ethan, for, for, um, for talking us up and thank you to everybody that uh, took Ethan's advice or, or that has been donating uh, before that. We really appreciate you like sincerely, truly more than we can honestly uh, convey because we are incapable of displaying normal human emotion without okay. making jokes. Take us out of here, Joe Patrick. You're in charge. I am. Yeah. Hey. The ship is yours. Until next time. My name is the Internet's Joe Patrick. And my name is Matt Baum. And this is the Two-Headed Nerd. Signing off. <laughs> like, why are you dropping the ball on this? I wasn't. I, just, I didn't know. I, I looked to, away. I wanted, to like, incre- I wanted to increase uh, the dramatic tension. I thought I was going to look back and there'd be the frozen like zoom.
<laughs> you know, like, that would have been that would have been pretty. Oh good. man, no, he's I, stuck I, in the time stream. 